I'm the spectacular, awesome, and beautiful Mikey B. We've got Mr. Adam. Say hello. Howdy. Ken. Hey. Steven. What's up? Now, my Red Bull's dying off, so hurry, let's get the show on the road. We wanted to talk about tonight a few things. We've got how to train your dragon. We've got uh, Ken talking about toy soldiers. And Steve's going to talk about Natal. Where should we start? Uh, I'd like to talk about the contest. I'd like to congratulate three of our winners, Repo Man 360, Fargoth, and Laugh. They won themselves three copies. And we got seven left. So if you guys want to win an extra copy of uh, blue, either the Blu-ray version or regular DVD version of Halo Legends, listen to the first podcast and send me a private message in the forums with your answers. And... Uh, uh, take it from there, and again, congratulations to our winners. Adam, go first. What the hell? So, how to train your dragon? Yeah, tell us about this fabulous game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a uh, it's a kids game based on the new uh, DreamWorks movie coming yeah, out. Whoa, 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 whoa! I thought we were gonna have the same talk my dad had with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, sorry, carry on. And what chat would that be, Ken? <laughs> First, you microwave the bagel. <laughs> oh. Next. How am I supposed to follow this up? <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> okay. Let the so it's a, it's a new DreamWorks movie coming out, so you know it's going to be good quality. Trailers look pretty funny and everything, pretty standard, you know, kids movie. So, of course, there has to be a game to go along with it, so... I was cringing when I was assigned this. Thanks, Kim, because it's you know it's a movie-based game. They, they, they tend yeah, to be yeah. hit and miss. I, I do understand that, but you never know, right? So, so I was actually started playing it and realized two hours later that I was still playing it. So it actually is not too bad. It takes place after the movie, and obviously I haven't seen the movie yet. But the whole premise is it that you get to create your dragon and customize it, and then you want to become the best. Uh, dragon trainer in the in the village there's a lot of customization a lot more than i thought there would be when you win battles you get these points that you can put the stats into so if you want to be you know quick or powerful or use your fire more or whatever you can totally customize the visual appearance of your dragon as well so this is not complicated right this is for kids i'm not sure if the the young kids will make use of it and everything but there's just quick arcade mode that's just battle your dragons and spam the buttons so Oh, cool. I mean, it's, it's good for everyone. Sounds like Pimp My Dragon. Pretty much. When does that come out, you know? I'm assuming the day of the movie, which is, I think... 23rd. Or something like that, yeah. March 23rd. Oh, that's cool. Is, well, is the, the game in 3D? No. Ah! No 3D. I think Avatar is the only one so far, is it? Well, no, we got, um, there's been a handful. That, that hamster one. Uh, G-Force. Was, uh, oh, God. That game, if it's any, I tried that game. That game is uh, not so good. Yeah, but even my kid won't play it. But you see, it's 3D, and obviously, if Hollywood depicts the rules right now, that makes it good. Yeah, right. And headache-inducing. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen. All these people barfing on their couches and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
playing hamster games. What were you doing walking in on somebody playing hamster <laughs> games in their barf everywhere? So, yeah. Adam, is there a multiplayer component to the Dragon game? Uh, a local multiplayer, yeah. So you can have two kids, you know, playing, battling at the same time and stuff. So. Everybody loves split screen. Yeah. No, it's not too bad. Does it have kind of like a Pokemon feel to it, or is it completely different? Well, as you as you finish tournaments, you unlock more slots, so you can have multiple dragons, and you can pick which ones you want, and certain ones are better and have certain skills and stuff, so you you completely customize them how you want and which ones you want and everything. It's what, it's not terrible for a kid's game. What age group do you think will be playing this game? The, the kind of kids you take to see the movie, which is, I, I have no idea. Five plus? Five plus, yeah. You think you'll recommend it to folks or for people with kids? And if I sat down for two hours playing it and didn't realize I was playing for two hours, it's not. It can't be that bad. So oh, that's cool. It's pretty decent. That's that says a lot for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken away from Halo time. <laughs> I'm getting confused. I'm still thinking about Ken's dragon, <laughs> which is disturbing on so many levels. Ken, would you like to tell us a little about Toy Soldiers? Uh, I do, but this could be uncomfortable as well. In all seriousness, uh, you know, with all the new consoles, all the high-tech stuff, we've seen more and more new game developers, new software developers, all kinds of stuff. Um, So many of them are really, let's face it, especially with the new ones. It's usually taking uh, disgruntled employees from old studios throwing something together and hoping for the best. Toy Soldiers came out from Signal Studios, and uh, Signal Studios actually created their own game engine, uh, the SIG engine, uh, to really develop this game. And I'll tell you, it is by far the most shocking game I've played in a long time. I I didn't expect to be overwhelmed by it. I, I, I thought, you know, maybe it'll be enjoyable. It's kind of a... Uh, almost a tower defense kind of game, more more action involved. But the the real meat and potatoes of it is it's an enjoyable game. You can't help but get enthralled and try to figure out the best way to uh, set up your defenses to take these people down. You look at the best ways uh, or the best units to jump into that you can actually control these units. um, The war units are based around the old metal figures, not even the plastic toy soldiers, but the really old uh, metal toy setups that actually had um, full setup. It wasn't just an individual toy soldier. It actually would have a gun or a a full-size tank, and it was key-wound and that sort of thing. And you got to answer a question for me. Yep. Is that guy, Ronald Lee Ermey, in there? Who? Okay, the other guy in Toy Story who does the military voice? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Are you a big scumbag? No. You know, the guy from Full Metal Jacket? No. This is all World War One based. It's uh, Everything is definitely a throwback, oh. which actually does make it's awesome, game. though. It does make the game a lot more straightforward. It's a lot of fun. You know what? I'm looking forward to getting the review done, getting it posted up on the website so uh, other people can get at it. There is a demo. I am disappointed that the demo they put out didn't include multiplayer because I think the multiplayer would have uh, drawn in many more 
uh, buyers to this. That's exactly why I didn't buy it. Right, right. At a at a twelve hundred point price point, it can seem high for a new studio, new engine, new uh, style of game, new risk, but, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think the people that take it on are going to be pleasantly surprised. So, does it allow for? And this is just me. I don't really know much about the game other than what you're describing, and it actually sounds quite enjoyable. With, But I know the figures you're talking about, Ken, because I, I remember being, like, in my grandfather's attic and seeing these things all, like, cased up, and they were super... These weren't kids' things necessarily either. Like, adults would collect these. And yeah. can, can you, within the realm of the game, like, change colors or, or things like that, just kind of add to the whole idea of Toy Soldiers? No, it's not It's not customizable in that sense. It is uh, uh, in the sense that you can basically level up the units, take it from a machine gun to a, you know, a more powerful machine gun, essentially. Um, but no, it's not. it doesn't get down to that realm. So in other words, really, I've just uh, given away an idea for a sequel. God, I need to start and, shutting and it's up. It's a really good one. <laughs> it's a really good one because that, that would definitely be a great addition to the game. Uh, I'm a good five, six hours into this and loving it. Sounds so like fun, man. It? Does it get a, yeah, uh, sounds like a recommendation, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. It's Call of Duty for cheap people. <laughs> Well, Microsoft is anticipating that Toy Soldiers is going to be the biggest game this year. You know, using it for... Arcade game, sorry, not big game in general. They're they're using it as a lead-in for the Microsoft Arcade uh, uh, download, the game room. Oh, the game room. The the block party thing they got going on. Right, I'm not sure how that title is going to work within the the realm of the arcade room, because as I understand, Mm. those... Titles are supposed to be the traditional stand-up arcade units, not anything new. Who knows? Yeah. Well, this is <laughs> all, this is all kind of uh, leading into uh, Perfect Dark, essentially. Right. This is what I'm waiting for. Yeah, it's an updated version, but it also has online multiplayer, so it's an instant seller for me. Hmm. What's interesting nicer about that is that uh, they're also including. Goldeneye levels and weapons. Yeah. How the hell are they pulling that off? Because the levels aren't licensed by Nintendo or the movie studio. They're just creations of Rare. Yep. Oh, interesting. Same with nice and they can get away with that without getting sued. They've even kept for them. a way to keep that... Um, you know when you move the, the, the cursor, the aiming cursor, and it kind of glided? They've kept that in, too. Just remember, everybody, it was meant for one analog stick, so let's see how they're going to pull that off. It was definitely meant to be played one-handed. Yeah, because she's so hot. (laughs) Just Cause 2, is that actually going to come out? Like, IDOS is not... is, Is IDOS out of business? I mean... They put out no. two Raider, cash in a little bit, and then disappear into the darkness like a cockroach. Well, but... It's Square and Edos now doing this. Okay. The demo's out. It's actually good. I've not wasted this much time doing nothing since GTA. Damn. Is it that good? Yeah. I thought the it's... first game had an open world concept on an island and everything, but, you know. This, this is the ultimate, like, popcorn action Hollywood flick 
I mean, you can jump from car to car, open your parachute, zip line onto anything. Well, you um, can do that with the first one. Wow. This one, it's it's much more refined, and your parachute can open anytime you want, and it's really cool. Try the oh, demo. Cool. Yeah, I'll grab it when I get my amp back. <laughs> if I hear about that amp one more time, I Thursday. God. Thursday apparently is the day. We'll see how that actually happens. I think you've heard about it a lot. Well, you know what? My game playing has come to a grinding halt because of that stupid thing. LucasArts puts out the odd good Star Wars game sometimes, and then sometimes they'll just... All Star Wars games are good. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think you know, different. Obviously, you never played the PlayStation 2 hit where it was a kart racer featuring Darth Maul and Yoda. Oh, but I have. <laughs> or Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, that's terrible. Star Wars Galaxy. Yeah, okay. Uh, what were they thinking? But you know, on the bright side in the Star Wars universe, and, Masters you know, of Terakai. <laughs> uh, you know, that was old, Re- old Republic's coming out, the MMO. You guys yeah. could be looking into that at all? or yeah, I know Ken is, but uh, what about you, Adam? Uh, if I have my new computer by then. Well, then we're, yeah, we're talking strictly PC here for the Xbox only yeah. listeners, so you might want to stop the podcast right now. But basically, it's a, what about you, Mike? You a Star Wars fan? Oh, well, saying I'm a Star Wars fan is like saying, do you like chocolate to a fat guy? I mean, duh. Yeah. But, uh, do you like chocolate? I love <laughs> chocolate, but it goes straight to my thighs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this whole podcast has gone in every direction. Yeah, but it's cool conversation. It's fun. Um, as far as the Knights of the Old Republic thing, I... I no, it's called Old Republic. Old Republic, Republic sorry. Um, Old Republic. I, I'm not a PC gamer guy. I look at a PC, and that's work, and this is gaming, and that's fun, and this is not, and I don't see how I could just... I mean, I spend, you know, I don't know about you guys. I know Steven's in the same boat as me eight hours a day in front of a computer the last thing i want to do when 5 30 hits is still sit in front of it oh yeah i play world of warcraft I, well, I used to i don't play it anymore but no i i used to play you know uh world of warcraft after a hard day's work and i could i could separate the two the, the things work and if there's photoshop on my screen that's work if there's world of warcraft or another game or whatever uh but how do you solve the ass groove problem in your office chair I have a gel, gel padded. <laughs> no, we got uh, Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Oompa Loompas that we hire. Only you would have Oompa Loompas. Knights of the Old Republic, I'm looking for that. No, it's, Old you know, Republic. No, you know what, though? I was going to correct myself and correct you. It's based on the Knights of the Old Republic universe, and Old Republic is just based on that. So, yes, it's a bit of both. But it, the game for the PC, MMO. Is called Old Republic, but the universe is based on Knights of the Old Republic universe, so that's pretty cool. So, so I wonder, does that mean has anyone heard much about? Oh wait, that's a PC game. Why are we talking about this? No, but uh, some of the gamers we were talking about the Wii earlier. Oh, okay, that's true. PC stuff. So, I mean, so gaming you... is gaming. It's like we watch movies. If we want to talk about movies, let's talk about movies. Ken, you probably know more than I do. Have they shown any kind of? Uh, I don't even know, like, situations for the game? Like, like, are there going to be any Knights of the Old Republic characters showing up? Like, uh, there were some pretty cool characters in those games. Yeah, uh, you know what? I haven't seen a lot in that realm. Um, definitely the different fan magazines and that sort of thing. 
Uh, you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to play out like any other MMO. There's going to be character classes and quests, and it's just going to allow you to delve more into the the entire mythology that is the Star Wars universe. But uh, I think fans are really going to enjoy it, um, and hopefully they draw in many of the MMO players. But uh, I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to be become the new revolutionary you know method of playing apparently it's going to be a very story driven game yeah it's not going to be just a hey go kill 20 things over there come back yeah you know wild boars kill six thousand wild boars well let me i have a question i'm going to aim this towards adam because as we all know he likes his uh halo that's what it's called right halo i think so okay i just want to make sure Why hasn't any... And why? Let, just leave it there. Why? Just, why, Halo, man? <laughs> why hasn't anyone... I don't care you want to talk about Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, whomever, outside of the upcoming uh, DC Universe, which, I mean, I'm still betting won't even hit the PS3. They're going to cancel it anytime soon. Has no one brought this amazing money-making thing to the console? Like, Halo, to me, seems like it would be perfect. You place it right about the Reach area. you got tons of Spartans, tons of Covenant. Let's let thousands of people play it out. Why not? Well, there are Final Fantasy XI's on the 360. That's an MMO. Uh, PS2 had EverQuest, which was an MMO. But it hasn't done well to this point because the, the, the community and the basis just hasn't been there until this point. Um there used there was a Halo MMO in development and it got cancelled years ago. Mm. So I mean it's been the idea's already been there and someone started it for whatever reason it got cancelled. Um there's so many factors. Why it's such an issue to get an MMO on a console, I I don't know. I can't uh, even imagine the costs of just having an MMO period development cost just to do that because you're always developing. Like World of Warcraft, as an example, has been in development for four years, just keep putting new stuff out there. Well, the Age of Conan was supposed to come on 360, and then it got delayed. Um, Lord of the Rings Online was supposed to come for 360, and then it got delayed and eventually canned as well. Um, I don't know. I would love to have one on there, I mean, other than Final Fantasy XI. I don't know. It's it would be nice to have. I would love to play an MMO on my on my couch on my big TV. Champions was supposed to come out on a 360, yeah. and that never yeah. saw the light of day. I've played it on the PC and I didn't like it. It's not no, no city of much, heroes. Yeah, it was the same thing. So there's obviously some hurdle there. Maybe on the Microsoft back. said no MMOs go away and a bit. Maybe who knows? Well, Final Fantasy XI did it, so why can't others? Hmm. Interesting. So obviously, there's somewhere on the back end that's that's preventing it from happening because I can't see it being on the developer side because it's just it's really just a port. That's probably a RAM issue too, and updates and patches of the game itself when you do like uh, expansion or something. Where do you Final put Fantasy the data? Eleven does it fine. You install the disc. Yeah, that's true too. Eh? You just pop the disc in, the way you go, and. So I think it's a bigger issue behind the scenes on the back end. Probably, yeah. What, what that is, who knows, but 
I hope one day eventually we'll be able to do our MMOs on the consoles. Ken wanted me to, to reiterate a little bit about Natal being on Smallville, you know, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I, and, uh, the, the price point has been uh, 50 bucks, right? Well, according to uh, a really nice website called Xbox Addict, they, a piece of news was found that apparently over 70% of total game publishers worldwide are actively working on Natal-based titles. Well, how would you work Natal with uh, with Halo? <laughs> I I don't know how else to, you know, how would you even pull the trigger? Does that thing actually see your little finger going back and forth? Okay, uh, that's another conversation I don't know that I'm comfortable <laughs> having right now, Steve. Well, you know what I mean, though. Like, how do you... Whatever. Well, you know, the, like, they are asking a lot because even... Uh, you know, an actor who's going to be an avatar when, when James Cameron's sitting there telling you, okay, there's nothing around you, you have nothing to interact with, but if that actor is using a gun in the scene, they'll still be holding a physical gun. Yeah. You, you can only ask people to use their imagination so far, and I think that, like, this Natal being the alternative to, you know, we and all that stuff, it's... I, it's got to be something brand new, and I think fanboys are just assuming there's going to be a Halo connection because if it's Xbox, there has to be something Halo involved, and I think that that's you know that that's our fanboy fantasy. Uh, it, it can't. You just can't have. Maybe they'll put a drop in an avatar, and you can wave and get shot. Hey, everybody, I'm over here. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I play Call of Duty. Hey, you guys. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I could see it with, you know, Fable and all that stuff working with that, and even a racing game like they showed off, but anything with a trigger, nothing short of actually holding, like you said, a physical gun, ain't going to happen, you know. But then again, who knows? Well, they did, I mean, they sold Halo with a helmet. That might be the next step. Is there only fits on a cat, man. That thing <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the gun, <laughs> the gun will be for your cat, too, so your cat has the whole That's ensemble. That's one kick-ass cat. Yeah. It's going to have a continent full of cats ready to kill each other. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think Natal, you know, being on Smallville, teasing everybody, and I think they, they were just playing that dodgeball game, basically, on that, that Smallville episode. But they're already putting it out there, brainwashing people slowly, you know, getting into people's minds. and Again, it's marketing 101, right? I mean, get that product placement. Hell, we didn't even play it yet. <laughs> they get these people from Smallville, don't even own an Xbox. That bugs me. <laughs> well, the, 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 the next logical step is that uh, one thing I did notice at the electronics store this weekend was how eventually Microsoft turns all Xbox accessories into PC accessories. Even the headset and things like that, they just color it gray and they say it's for your computer. So, you know, when are we going to have... Nothing wrong with that. No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but when are we going to have the Natal for PC come out? Trip on your office chair. Yeah, I was wow. just going to say. <laughs> this, is, this is so awesome. I can make charts just by looking at my screen and waving my arms around, man. Quickly, no, some, quickly some potential games for Natal out of your head. Say anything uh, sports related that you could intertwine both controller use and Natal. Like if suddenly 
It goes into first person of view when you can jump in the goalie's point of view. That would be awesome. It would a almost, hockey game? Yeah, and it would almost utilize the exact same technology they're showing off now on Smallville. Uh, next to that, they need to go the character route. Uh, we got to see some sort of banjo. I, granted, we're not probably going to see Master Chief on Natal, so Banjo-Kazooie, third party, maybe Sonic or something. Imagine a Sonic game where you actually have to... No, I meant more generic type of uh, idea. Oh, I think we're like a racing game. We'll see some flying games, some some kind of new flight simulator. I can definitely see that'd that. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be cool, a flight sim thing. Well, you know what? And then you might even get companies like Activision being able to fulfill the fantasies they've had for a lot of their games on the Wii that they can't fully do. Like, every time they put out a Spider-Man game, they're like, well, you got to shoot a web like this, this, but it doesn't work because you do have to use motions that the Wii can't mm-hmm. pick up. But with Natal, it could pick up perfectly, so you could... Uh, theoretically, fling out your arm and you know double tap your wrist, and the camera is going to pick it up. <laughs> I could just see yeah. people climbing on their couches. Exactly, yeah. like you have to get like, on all with, fours on the ground and pretend to climb a wall, and it could be insane. With Xbox added growing in popularity, and of course, I mean the work uh, Lionhead has done with Milo and Kate. I'm sure we're going to see an Adam slash variation lifestyle project. <laughs> And then you walk up to it with a hickory stick and you beat it up like a piñata. <laughs> That's it. That's what you need right there. I, I, could totally, <laughs> I could totally see, like, a lot of these games being... Have you guys tried... Who has a Wii? Ken, do you have a Wii? I, I do, but I don't often get it out in public. <laughs> Embarrassment. <laughs> what about you, Adam? Do you have a Wii? Yeah, it's under the pile of dust somewhere. What I'm getting at with this is I. What what about you, Mike? You got one? I have a Wii, and and I guess just because the sheer amount of children in my house, it it sees a lot of usage. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a game that they're totally gonna do on Mathal is Just Dance. That game, my son loves it. My wife loves it. You basically say it, say it, Cam. You oh, I, I haven't tried it yet, and I don't oh, want to try it. I, hate, I can't dance to save my life. Lies made baby Jesus cry. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> there, there is no dancing for, for camp. No, there's none of that. <laughs> that ain't a, a chocolate and peanut butter mix there. There ain't none of that happening. <laughs> Basically, they loved it. Basically, there's a person dancing, and there's MC Hammer, can't touch this, or the eye of the tiger, or whatever, and you have to mimic the movements of the dance move, basically. And it's almost like Guitar Hero. you got to hit the moves at the right spot and everything, and you get points and stuff like that. My son loves it. And I'll be honest with you, it's the first game he's asked me to play over and over again. He doesn't want to look at the Xbox. too complicated. And I think I'd rather see him on an Xbox, truthfully, if he's going to you know, be part of his family and not have to be kicked out at the age of six. <laughs> he needs to be on the Xbox. So hopefully they'll have a game like Just Dance, and it'll be awesome. My son will just love it. And you he's trying to do all these dance moves. Go ahead. To, to continue on that whole Wii kind of prospect, I can definitely see uh, kind of a Bloom Blocks uh, Jenga. That'd be uh, cool, yeah. Rip off, yeah. Kind of being able to reach out and actually grab the pieces would be kind of neat. If Microsoft can do like a Wii Sports kind of thing, you know, the bowling, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that well, would... I mean, you know they're going to do that with 
It's going to come packaged with a Wii Sports, you know, 5, yeah. 10, 15 games or whatever. Oh, that'd be awesome. Just to show it off. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, it depends on how much uh, they're hoping to get it out. They could have a $50 offering without a title or an $80 offering with the title. Yeah, they're probably going to roll it out for 100 bucks at the beginning with it, with this package thing, and then after a while sell it on its own. But uh, The fanboys will pay three grand for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a strange Christmas for sure because you're going to get this whole Natal bunch of games probably for launch. You're not just going to get the Wii Sports package thing probably. You're well, probably going to Fable, get the Fable has Natal support. And that's, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, you get that one. Game. You get that one, and maybe that bundled thing. But there's probably other ones that we don't know about, and they're probably going to announce that E3. So it's going to be a strange, not just oh, okay, another Call of Duty or another this or another that, another Halo. I think we're in for a little bit of a surprise this Christmas. Not a big one, but I think uh, there's going to be a couple of, uh, oh, wow, that's really cool kind of surprises. But you know you know what I've noticed with all the consoles so far? Is that you get the two-year jump flip-flop thing happening, like Gears of War, two-year break, Gears of War 2, two-year break, expecting Gears of War 3, which is not happening this year, but it's the same thing, Call of Duty, two-year break. You get the Infinity Ward stuff, you, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would just mix that up a little bit. Like, if the game takes more time, spend more time with it, you know. I, I think most people would agree with you. The problem is is that the uh, the investors don't. The investors see yeah, the money, <laughs> folks. money signs and go, when are you bringing us another Gears of War? When's Gears of War cart coming out? And, yeah, There's yeah. so many things you can't. You, they also can't, you know, put Halo at the same time as Chris as Gears, and you yeah, know, yeah. they got to stagger everything as well. So I mean, that goes into it too. Yeah, just it, it you know, it gets old after a while that you're like expecting, oh, the next this and the next that. Yeah, I don't know. What about you, Ken? You're being quiet there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, realistically, uh, Microsoft's going to do whatever it wants. The the timing on this stuff, especially. With the last Christmas and even last all of last fall, I mean it was pretty sparse. Uh, everybody's hoping to make up with the money they lost through the quote unquote recession. Um, <laughs> they're they're going to be throwing it out pretty hot and heavy this year, to, um, hoping to get everybody back on board. The mm-hmm. fact of the matter is, I mean the buzz out there is a new console. Uh, I, I want a new Xbox. Gonna, damn it, we're not going to see it for at least two three years. But oh, at I least. Mean, people want to see the updates, right? They want to see what's new, what's next. And that, that's human nature. But well, Let's talk about that for a second. I, I think this is where we're sort of leading up these subjects here. And I think they're next console. What's kind of like a wish list you guys would want would to see? Let's go back to that virtual porn thing. <laughs> <laughs> virtual porn? <laughs> why, why have it virtual? What the hell? <laughs> No, but think about it. What would be sort of a wish list for the next console? Okay, more RAM, more CPU, blah, 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 whatever. But what are the things that you go, okay, I hope that they do away with this or do away with that. You know, what would be, Adam, you go first. What do you think? What's kind of like a wish list next-gen thing? I want, oh, someone's ringing. I want to see, like, um, Achievements 2.0, something to the next level. I mean, more than just a score, or maybe you'll be able to trade them in for DLC, something. I don't know. Um, they've already hinted at it, but I want to see, like, when you're playing a game, I want to be able to, like, 
spectate you or maybe watch someone play a game? Because as of right now, well, you know, we stopped talking about the porn now. There's no fetishes. Or, oh, did we? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I want to watch somebody get a know. high score. I think I think be able to watch someone's friends list play something. <laughs> right. Yeah, would be a pretty cool way to to kind of like a spectator mode or something. Or... Yeah, I mean, if you're playing a game that I have no idea what it is, I'm going to obviously check it out instead of because I'm not going to go rent a game I have no nothing about, right? Mm. So. That, I don't know. There, there's... That's a great idea. I've never heard anyone really discuss that before. It's never occurred to me. But that sort of interrupt you. I just wanted to praise yeah. your genius. Well, you go ahead, Mike. What's your wish list? We'll sort of go around the table a little bit here. Just well, you... trademark that. Well, now I want what Adam's selling. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> you know what? And that, that that is actually a fantastic idea because even beyond that, you could even turn it into what if every game had a ghost recorder like uh, Mario Kart. Yep. Like, just download what your buddy did in that level, and you don't even have to own it or play it. Uh, it's a, it's beyond a demo. It's seeing... It's like a video. To, yeah, it's being able to see how your friends enjoy it and how... How he completed a certain achievement, maybe, or something. A- Adam, you've inspired me. I'm going to school tomorrow. <laughs> uh, well, beyond, just, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, what I was going to say is, is beyond that, which is fantastic. I mean, we, we know that, obviously... Well, we shouldn't say we know, but... We're preparing for a downloadable future. Uh, I don't know what EB is going to sell in four or five years, but it's not going to be discs because we're already at the space where we're downloading Bioshock for you know 19.99 on the 360. So I really don't see the point mm-hmm. in owning discs other than on Christmas morning. It's going to be really boring to open up a jump, open up a bunch of Xbox points. A uh, piece of cardboard. Yeah. Beyond that, I, I want to see every single stupid plastic piece of accessory that all these companies have been trying to sell us right in the system. I know they're going to lose out on 50 bucks a year because I'm not going to buy a new messenger pad. That if a mic and speaker built right into my, my controller, boom. I mean, how awesome would that be? I just talk. I don't have to have anything on. Mm -hmm. That goes both ways, though, because what about the customer that doesn't want this stuff? Now they have to pay for something they're never going to use. Unless you weren't done, Mike, go for it or whatever. No, no, that's that's good. I mean, Adam makes a good point, but I mean, if we're just talking about pure fantasy, that's the thing I I would love to have. This is dreaming in technicolor in the purest sense. But as far as reality, yes, Microsoft's going to make every little accessory they can charge me for. <laughs> you know what? I I remember, and, and I may be dating myself here a little bit, but I remember back playing a lot of the text-based um, games. You know, that, yeah, absolutely. And uh, when when it came to video, and again, I I talk about the King's Quest Police Quest series and all that. I thought that was overwhelming. I remember playing. Um, the Empire Strikes Back on the old Nintendo. I thought that was amazing. So Ken wants <laughs> no, you know what? Console. What the hell's up with that? I don't. I don't <laughs> want to. I don't want to uh, speculate on what's coming. I really want that. I want King's Quest prize and that shock of going, holy crap! Where can it possibly go from now? Let's face uh, it. What Ken really wants is those damn kids off his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> 
You should see his lawn. It's a, to do, it's a doozy. It's quite a drop-off there. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to add the old man thing. I, need, I mean, I know you're not that old, but yes, mentioning the King's Quest and stuff is like, back in my day, you had to type the words you wanted to see. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, again, I mean, I yeah, remember literally now. playing that game going, holy shit. This is amazing. How can it possibly get better? And then, I mean, now, yeah, compared to now, and good Lord. Well, I mean, that's that's a good question. How reasonably can we get better and justify, like, what, what's, like, in your guys' opinion, what, what is graphically the best game on the Xbox 360? Gears. Right now, i got to go with uh, Call of Duty. Modern Gears Warfare. or Call of Duty, yeah. Adam? Yeah, something like that, or Bad Company looks pretty good. So, do we, do we, is it a necessity we go beyond that? Is that going to be the next step? I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell you what my wish list is. Maybe it'll answer that question. The first thing I want is no more discs. Completely DLC. And you buy the drive separately. That's what I want. So far. And yes, to answer your question, Mike, we need more, not for the beauty, but to have bigger worlds. That's what I want. I want to be able to play uh, Call of Duty, basically, or Gears of War with the map six times bigger, ten times bigger. And not just that. I mean, it's not just graphics. Um, advancements can come in AI, level design. Well, that's right. That's right. Just a bigger else. level. Uh, maybe not speed, per se, but just RAM in general. Uh, well, developers imagine, imagine having an AI smart enough so that you know, in Army of Army of Two Part Three, your AI guy didn't actually suck. Yeah, you know, you could yeah, start humping the wall or something. I want no load screens. I want something up and, and entertaining me. Well, that's right. If you got it all downloadable with no CD, it'll load off the hard drive, and that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, or have a solid state drive in there or something. And the other thing I want, and this. Uh, I don't know if Space Ghost is going to listen to the podcast, but I want a completely customizable external case that you can completely remove, paint it, spray paint it, splatter it, clear coat it, shove it back on, and it works the same way you bought it. It doesn't void your warranty, and you can customize it like a hot rod because that's a big, big part of all these face plates and everything else. I really think that they should do that. They sell a case that comes with primer on it or something <laughs> that you can airbrush or whatever. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good idea. That'd be probably a good market for uh, just something that you know what I mean that they could put and they can say, okay, you can buy your Xbox with a plain white case, real boring, black or whatever color, but we spell we sell this one that's already primer ready to be painted and it won't void your warranty. And when you take this thing off, it's your your Xbox is a big steel box with your network connections and whatever at the back, and that's it. End of story. You know, Like I said, to buy, if somebody wants to go buy a disc, go buy the external DVD drive or whatever, Blu-ray or whatever they come out with, and inside there's just a hard drive and a box. That's it. Nothing else. You go hook up your network, hook up your HDMI, power supply, you're done. That's what I think. It'll put the cost down on the machine a little bit, and... Uh, if I don't have to, and, and have release games that you can download, like Gears of War 600 or whatever, is have it on launch and do like, uh, doesn't Steam do that, let you download a good chunk of the game 
before it comes out, and then when it comes out, it lets you download that last chunk. Yep. And then it stitches it all together or something like that. I think that yep. that would be awesome. You say, okay, I downloaded uh, Bioshock 5, whatever. I'm about 80% of it downloaded. And when it launches, you download the other 20%. You're done. Stitch it together. You're playing it. I think that that's what I think the next console should be like. It's a heavy-duty grocery list there, but that's what I think. As you can tell, I give this a lot of thought. <laughs> Does that mean that uh, the next gen will abandon, in your opinion, backwards compatibility? No, I think it should still have it if you buy that external drive or DLC or download it off uh, live, like you can do for that. You can do whatever. Now, what I like about this new thing is that if you, with this download only thing, is that if you've bought Gears of War four or whatever it is. And if you go a step further on the next console, basically what you'll be able to do is go back and re-download it from them. So it's part of your permanent account. So it would stuff Like right now, it doesn't know if you really own Bruce Lee for the original Xbox or Halo 1 and then Halo 2 for the 360. It knows that you've played it on there, but they don't actually know that, you know, Ken and Adam actually own these games. They don't. And they, right now, they're only doing it with arcade titles and uh, some of that, uh, whatever, they're those titles that you can download on demand. That if you bought it there, like I own Psychonauts, that I bought off there. Now, Microsoft knows that I own that game. You guys are silent. Is, oh, no, that, I'm soaking it. I'm, I'm that, that's what I thought. It was like, everybody's like, hmm. It's, it's very interesting, and it makes me want to stop recording right now and, uh, you know, trademark and register all these ideas. <laughs> but I hope Microsoft, I'm sure Microsoft's working on this stuff. You know, I, I could swear to God, you know. But the faceplate, just on that whole case thing, faceplate's on Xbox Attic. Uh, Adam and Ken know this. It, it's, it, it's stupid, crazy. People are nuts for these things. Chunks of plastic that are buying, they're buying these things on eBay for six hundred bucks. Don't even talk to NATO King about buying faceplate. Yeah, that's right. That poor boy has spent so much money on faceplates. He's sometimes embarrassed to talk about it. <laughs> the Oscars. Uh, has anyone seen Hurt Locker? I saw yeah. it. No, I didn't like it. I hated I that really movie. Did. Wow. I hated that movie. <laughs> It was too boring. It was too much. It was too character driven for my taste. Too drama. Too character driven. Can you? Yeah, I, I saw it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, very poignant. I thought it uh, kind of veered away from the, uh, you know, the actual struggle uh, that's going on as far as reality is based. But uh, when you consider the kind of human turmoil and the the level of uh, commitment it takes from anybody that's going over there. I thought it was very compelling. And you didn't see it, did you, Adam? I haven't seen it. I mean, I'll watch it just because, you know, it's getting all these awards and stuff eventually, but I have no interest in it, really. Apparently, the director was a woman, and she's the first female director to ever win an Academy Award. Yeah. That's, uh, that's quite that's, something. That's, you know how she got that, ex-wife. don't you? <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. James Cameron's ex-wife, and they were up against each other. That's awesome. 
and she's still hot. What was her name? Catherine something? Bigelow. Of the ten nominees for Best Picture, what would you have chosen? Well, the I think the nominees was uh, Up in the Air, Up. I liked Up a lot. I'm a Pixar fan. Uh, Avatar, definitely. Uh, Hurt Locker, neat. I mean, it's a. I think the reason it got Best Picture is that it's a new way of shooting a film. It was a new approach, and it caught a lot of people off guard. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, I saw. Uh, that's a Quentin Tarantino thing. You have to be in the right mindset to watch that stuff. Yeah, it's a mindset. It has nothing to do with like the, Kill Bill. I, I love Kill Bill, but you have to be in the mood. <laughs> you know. I do think uh, I haven't seen. I have not seen Hurt Locker, uh, but I, I felt Inglorious Bastards was probably the strongest of the movies that I'd seen of the group, excluding Up, because as, as much as I would love for Up to have won, we all know that it's not going to happen. They're not going to sit there and pick an animated film for Best Picture, unfortunately. Um, what well, they is, had people saying they were crying in the first 15 minutes of Up. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow. Absolutely. I'm not, yeah, I don't even know what part they're talking about, but yeah. Oh, I don't know. The, the part in the children's animated movie where they're explaining about uh, losing, a, you know, babies dying. Oh yeah, yeah. That would uh, that would say it. Yeah, it, it, it had a lot more emotional impact in 3D. <laughs> oh, you could see the old uh, baby's tears. Say, out of all the out of all the titles, I think um, Up in the Air. I think should have gotten it. Uh, like I haven't seen that yet. Infinity Ward. Yeah, you know, that whole struggle of people getting fired. You guys hear about that? Two two people, the two ex-bosses of Infinity Ward, they're suing Activision. Yeah, they're they're saying for uh, loyalties. (laughs) How ironic. Uh, Royalties that have not been paid, uh, I think going right back up till uh, Call of Duty 4. It's an interesting situation. Uh, These guys have been outspoken for years. I remember when Activision announced uh, World at War by Treyarch that these guys were name-calling and, you know, saying little dirty things about Treyarch and things like that, which I think... I'm not going to pick sides because I love Call of Duty. I mean, yeah, 3 is the weakest, but I'm not going to say World at War is as bad as 3. It's not. It's a lot of fun. But uh, you kind of got to play as a team here, man. I mean, especially when if you got a smaller company that's coming out and saying, okay, we're taking your ball and running with it, you know, you should give them a pat on the back and say, hey, let's give you some tips instead of going, uh, you suck, we hope you fail. <laughs> like In the end, it's money in everyone's pocket, especially if you're all working for Activision. Uh, so I can kind of see why Activision has been saying things like uh, insubordination and what have you and you know, these guys are a lot of the personality behind the games. I doubt they're going to have any problems finding a new job or, you know, let's see what happens with the court case if it actually happens. Uh, outside of that, it's 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 odd. I mean, that it creates, there's so much hype around this and talking about it. And it's like, you know, two guys got canned. I mean, they're, they're, they're rich. They're, what's, what's the real concern here? I mean, are you sitting there worried about, oh, is Call of Duty going to fall apart? Call of Duty's not going to fall apart. No, probably not. It's it's just that uh, 
uh, one one tends to be curious a little bit what really happened in a sense. Okay, royalties and all that stuff, but it just it's too bad that uh, the people there are going to be you know because this is how studios fall apart and go on on their own, and some succeed, some fail on their own. You know what I mean? And it's that I think Infinity Ward, having met these people. Um, there's a chemistry there between all of them. Mm-hmm. You can tell you, you could just the way they hang out with each other, and they're not all the same age. Some of them have kids and all that stuff. And uh, I've met a lot of them, and there's just the they, they were you know uh, when I was over there uh, in Los Angeles when I met them, they were analyzing people playing their game like I had never seen a developer do ever. They were watching people, every little move, every little thing, and asking them questions. And I'd never seen that before. And it's too bad that you're going to get uh, a couple guys there from Infinity Wars uh, losing part of that group's energy, you know. So I, I wish them well. Anyways. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there's something to be had. For, there's something to be said for respecting and enjoying uh, the, the leader that you're under. I mean, these guys, mm-hmm. you know, love them or hate them. There was a lot of passion there. Even, oh, yeah. and, you know, and I'm playing devil's advocate. Even for them making fun of and hoping for the failure of World at War, like you got to respect that. They want full control of Call of Duty, and and it's a shame that uh, they're going to lose that. Yeah. What do you guys think, Ken, Adam? As as much as I may or may not agree with the two guys, I have to side with anyone that's going against Bobby Kotick. So <laughs> that's that's really my view on it. And for me, I mean, it's just it's another uh, you know, just another power struggle in in a uber powerful situation. So I mean, it'll play out however it plays out. The more interesting thing is uh, if these guys have, don't have a non-disclosure agreement and don't have a non-compete agreement, where they'll go and how quickly and what their next uh, game will be. Because, uh, you know, EA could always use an extra hand, you know, for the relaunch of uh, Medal of Honor, and I'm sure there's any number of other companies who wouldn't mind some of that Call of Duty uh, hysteria hitting them, so... I think we're done here tonight, guys. I think so. I think we got to have to leave stuff to talk about next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll keep it under wraps until the next week. But uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll uh, see you guys next week. All right, right? sounds good, right? Sounds good, boys. <laughs> good night, guys. Well, have a good one. Special thanks to Brent Roberts and Mike Cutting. Thank you.